Welcome to episode 115 of the Better With Running podcast. My name is Chris Armstrong and I'm a Run to PB coach. And tonight I'm joined by fellow Run to PB coach and host of the show, Zach and Newman. Now, Zach, you've been out and about in the last week. I think there was a Lululemon event that uh, popped up and also you're on the Insta socials of Erinold as well, mate. What's been happening? Thanks, Chris. So, yeah, it looks like I'm actually uh, going out and doing doing things other than uh, than running, mate. So, yeah. Uh, well, I was running in the photo of Ernie, but yeah, thanks for the pump up there, mate. No, that's okay. It's good to see <laughs> just a man of the people. We had the people's knee last week and um, just embracing the socials this week. So it's good to see. Oh, I don't know about that, mate. I've, I've seen your form on uh, the Melbourne Marathon socials and there's still still the uh, the pinches, pictures of you uh, out at the wellness run that are floating about. It's uh, got about a year's mileage. So I don't know if I can take your mantle. No, it's all right, mate. I'm actually nearly due to refresh some of those photos at Wellness Run. So um, another, <laughs> another. Well, where are we? Four or five weeks, and um, yeah, we get some fresh snaps. But um, yeah, yeah, good, mate. We've got a big show. It's uh, good to good to catch up as always, and yeah, a bit going on in in our both our training starting to get going again. We've got the Wellness Run that we just touched on. Yeah, that's coming up only six five weeks off. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, close. A uh, few more signups. A uh, few more people joining the Run to BB team. A few coaches committing, and a couple sitting on the fence that we're trying to push across to get over the line. Chris, oh? yeah, no, we'll, we'll, and we will definitely keep pushing as well <laughs> to um, try and get as many on, on the start line as we can. Um, I think most of the pacer spots have been filled now, which is pretty exciting. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any actual spots left. No, we can touch on that later, but. No, it's good to see the the crews filling up, mate. It's good. It is, yeah. And uh, we've got some the hero of the week. We uh, we get one of one one that's close to your heart, mate. That we can touch on, so that'll be good. Mm-hmm. And also a bit of an, a, a Kana um, update, actually. So we can. Akana's worked. Al- she's worked her way into the seventies, mate. Crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable every day. Um, <laughs> just blows our mind and and maybe a bit of cheeky world record chat if we can uh find the time mate mate some world records and and maybe even um a bit of around the grounds could be some interesting wisdom shared as well who knows um (laughs) there's plenty of time and um we've got a few ways to fill it so we'll see how we go this is what happens when soph uh, isn't on the week (laughs) No, it's the it's just um, the shambles. The agenda's all over the shop. There's um, yeah, could go, could go down some rabbit holes. We tend to um, when we don't have so, probably um, we're not quite as informative um, <laughs> with our dialogue. I think it's fair to say it's yeah. probably um a bit more on um things that um I guess we find humorous and maybe the listeners don't. We don't know, but um yeah. we certainly we will have a bit of fun later on anyway. I'll be, yeah, I think the IQ levels drop a little bit when Soph's not around, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, no, that's that's very accurate. Soph does definitely drag us up to, to her level um, when we've got her on. She is missed and we would have loved to have had Soph on tonight, but 
hopefully in the coming weeks. Um, so he'll be back on and yeah, we'll certainly um, be able to bump that, that average IQ <laughs> level significantly higher. <laughs> Mate, running wise, uh, looks like you've knocked out nearly 70 Ks for the week. Do you want to mm-hmm. take us through our um, couple of sessions in there? You want to give yeah. us an update? Yeah. So um, just building back up just under 70 K for the week, as you mentioned, Things are starting to feel a little bit easier. Um, session for last week, so I did six by one minute on, one minute off into a 14-minute threshold. Um, so I did a bit over 7Ks in, in 28 minutes. And to be honest, the, the results on paper looked very average. Um, there certainly wasn't really, I guess, anything just on the surface of it that you'd look at and go, wow, that was impressive because it wasn't. I mean, the numbers look awful. But uh, they did, they did, they suck. But um, is that, are you basing that on just previous sessions you've done or? We, yeah, when, I, when I'm when I'm fit and I feel like I'm covering the ground pretty well, mm. I've run this a few times and I've sort of got a bit of an understanding of, of what I would normally hit. But um, it doesn't phase me at mm. all at this stage. I more just want to get through sessions and tick them off and I just want to stick to the effort ranges. So um, the minute on minute off, we were just going to try and aim for about 5K effort mm-hmm. um, and the threshold, just really keep an honest threshold. Don't go looking at the watch. Anyway, I got to the end of the session and um, sort of went through everything later on and the minute reps were all around sort of 3.30 and the threshold was around 3.50. So um, you know, and there was a three-minute jog recovery in between um, the minute reps and the threshold. So got got it done and pulled up really well, um, which is probably the exciting thing was just went and back, banked a solid session because the week before we just did those five by two-minute repeats. Mm. Um, so this is really significantly more meaty, I guess, and um, didn't really know how the body was going to respond. And look, whilst the 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 data didn't look great. Probably just it was nice for the confidence just to go and get it done, tick it off, um, you know, and absorb it. So happy with that one. Um, while I did that, Anna ran two sets of so six minutes, four minutes, two minutes, um, just with it like the six and the four at 10k effort, and then two minutes at at 5k effort. And yeah, got through that really well. So, you know, she's traveling along quite well, um, especially coming off the marathon. So yeah, between the two of us, I think we're probably um, a long way from our best, but also still trying to be quite respectful of that recovery from the marathon, given that yeah. it's really only a month. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, since we ran, so when you think back to previous marathons you've done, um, can you? I know it's probably hard to get a get a finger on your feelings a month out, but uh, how do you feel you are situated? Yeah, I think um, fitness wise. I guess um, how I perceive my fitness to be. Um, mm. I actually think it's not too bad. I think I've, I've definitely been a lot more banged up coming out of marathons, probably because I've taken more little niggles into the marathon itself. Yeah. So I've, I remember marathons that I've run where I've literally, and particularly Melbourne, where I've had October, November, and December off completely just like not I've run, but it's yeah. really just been easy stuff and really just tried to give the body some recovery time where I guess the last couple of weeks they've both been, I have ran 62 and 67 Ks respectively. And mm. for me, like I know there's people doing a lot more than that, but for me, that's actually pretty good. So 
Mm. Um, yeah, and the goal at this stage is really just to try and get into a position where I can run some track races in January and, and Feb and, and maybe even March. Yeah. Um, so, if, yeah, well, yeah. If, if track's the focus, then, you know, you're only going up to 5K, potentially. I don't know if you, you looked at a 10, but at least at a 5, it's like mileage isn't the focus. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, just getting getting consistent again. So, you know, you're ticking that box. You're looking at the... Looking at the blue fence, mate. It's it's starting to rebuild. The city, mm-hmm. the city sky, uh, skyscrapers are starting to, to come come to life again. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, it is one of those things when I think uh, maybe for you, I guess you were came to that marathon really wanting to have a, a fun, enjoyable experience, and you did so. So I think it's it can be different if you've gone all in and you maybe like you said carrying carried an eagle or the day didn't go to plan and, and sometimes you just come off those marathon those those marathon races in a different headspace probably you know maybe mentally or physically fried yeah and mentally actually feel pretty good so i keen to get back into a little bit more volume um, and some faster so like today was our first run back out at the famous Botan, mate so yeah um, we're back out there and um, put some hill strides into today and they actually rolled pretty well um got those done it was actually nice when we got the last it's about three or 4k back to where we finish and we just mm-hmm. both noticed a, a huge difference after doing those hill strides that um look there was a little bit of a tailwind as well but um we, we were running sort of at the same effort, we're running about sort of 12, 15 seconds a K um, quicker on the way back in after the hills. And it just felt so easy. So, um, yeah, just yeah. A, it might have only been 20 minutes worth, but I'd love to bottle that and mm. <laughs> just um, bring that out and run like that all the time. So, yeah. So you only do the stride, like, is it just strides or? Yeah. Wet? So we'll, we'll run it. We ran out there today and, oh, no, it's about three and a half. Um, 4k by the time we get get to the boat and then we ran some easy hills for about two or three k and then sort of six by hill strides um so there's a normal hill loop that we do um, but we just cut those in half and there's three different sections that we do so probably all up there may be 20 to 30 seconds at the absolute most and then just real general jog back down to where we start so um, by the time we finished off the six, because um, we're going to run, we decided we'd do 14K today. So, um, yeah, it was pretty much time to, to head back once we finished yeah. those. But everything just felt really activated and, mm. and ready to go. So, um, yeah, that was a nice, I know that they're only strides and an easy run, but it just, it felt like, that, yeah, you know, it was starting to turn a little corner. So, mm. yeah, good signs. Five emojis, mate, just to cap it off. It's- yeah, a couple of no. runners, an orange, a rainbow, and uh, and the hill mountain. Mm, yeah, so um, the hill was for both hands. Let's throw yeah. that back in, and and the two runners were obviously me and Anna. So yeah. we decided today. I guess I decided, and Anna played along. But we um we thought we'd in the spirit of the Melbourne Cup, we thought we'd sort of um do a bit of fashions on the field type <laughs> stuff, and just sort of dress up in some bright colours and and have a bit of fun. Is so, that standard uh, for you to be in bright colours? It's every other no, day. Not, not always. Yeah. Um, so, but we tried to pull out a bit of vintage wear or just something that was oh, pretty yeah. bright. So, um, I pulled out my 2017 marathon top from Melbourne, and it's like the um, it's I'm like sorry. that rainbowy Nike um, Pro kit. 
So it's like got. Oh this, yeah, this yeah, I know the one. Yeah, yeah it's sort of a Technicolor type. Um, yeah. Yeah. Blue. Did you wear that at Gold Coast? Is it like pink and blue? Yeah, I did the half in the at Goldie in that as well yeah. in 2017. Mm. So, that was a good kit. Was that the pro, that wasn't a pro kit? Oh, it was so. I, I don't know how I snagged one, but I was on the Nike website the same night the London Marathon was on. Yeah. And they came, they just flashed up. So I bought one. And then the next day when I like just went back to go and check them again, they'd gone. So mm. um, anyway, I, I meant that's how I got it. <laughs> um, it's actually, it's a genuine Nike singlet. Yeah. Um, Someone's made yeah. an admin error and maybe uploaded the wrong singlet or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. who it looks know? like a rare one. We'll, we'll put it in the... Um... We'll put it in as part of the Instagram post, I reckon. Yeah, so we can throw that. Know in. what we're talking about? It's, it's probably not good podcast. Um, about something you can't see. No, no. So, and I also because I reckon that the kit's worth explaining. Um, I also <laughs> rocked a white headband today for a bit of retro, <laughs> um, just for, for shits and giggles. Yeah. And um, and I had so she had a bright pink top on. She mm-hmm. she's got a and she'll. I'll get my ass kicked for saying this. She's got a bright orange tough mutter headband um, that she allegedly <laughs> does not own. Um, but um, it, it's every now and then it comes out. But um, no, she was rocking the bright orange headband. Um, so who did she steal the tough mutter headband off? No, she actually, she has done tough mutter before. Yeah, exactly. So, so, yeah. Um, so no, I think it was part of the, the, um, the kit bag that they got mm-hmm. to take home. But no, tough mutter headband, bright pink top. Um, but orange singlet underneath and a brand new orange pair of Stigans as well, which actually oh. I thought she looked great, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but no, we sort of, we're having a bit of fun and just take the piss most times. So, um, yeah, that was the, the rainbow and the orange for the tops today. We thought, um, yeah, it was definitely worth a laugh. And as we ran into the Botan, um, there was two cars on the way out. <laughs> they just finished like, walking up and down their hills. And yeah, they... Um, they did stare a little bit as we run past. So, yeah, <laughs> good, good, good times, good laughs. Yeah, no, it's um, it's finally good to to uh, hear a couple of those emojis that actually make sense, mate. As opposed to when you usually put them up there, and I'm, I'm usually messaging you going how, how baffled I am. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> there's always they always make sense, but they usually yeah, to you. Sense <laughs> in there, so yeah, yeah. But, uh, all it's good. How, how's your week been, mate? Been how's good, mate. Me? You've not knocked out another session. Things are looking all right. Yeah. No, it was um <laughs> got some nice feedback from from uh, people following along and 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 obviously um yeah, really they were actually appreciative of I thought it was a bit of too much sort of overkill just going on and on about this knee, but a lot of people <laughs> found it valuable. And I know with James, um, yeah, he's he's sort of really loves I mean, you could tell from the way he talks um, about running and physio and, and helping people he he generally enjoys you know anyone who who wants to get in touch with him he's more than happy to help so i know that's um i know that's been happening behind the scenes yeah. off the back of that conversation which is great uh yeah so knocked out the full full week and yeah off the back of I think last week, pretty similar case. Why I'd have to bring it up, but yeah. Oh, actually, something something new that was that happened last week for me was a um a very early morning run. Oh, I say very early, but according to you, it's probably just probably regular. finished by then. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you were out early. Um, I was trying to see. Actually, I was just bring it up. What time did it actually get up? 
Um, oh, geez, I reckon it was 6.33 I left my place, which is, yeah, I don't, I cannot recall the last time I ran at 6.30, 6.33. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a new appreciation for early morning runs there? Uh, I, yeah, I know you've been going to hard <laughs> sell on this and I still... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed finishing. Uh, and there was a, a method behind the madness because I had to, to get to an event that night. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just knock it out. It's going to be touch and go if I sort of fit everything in. And so I mentioned to Soph, I, you know, maybe I'll join you for a, for a morning run thinking it would be maybe seven thirty seven ish or something. <laughs> And she started with a six o'clock and I said, oh, yeah, I'll probably, probably not much of a chance. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with you another time. And she managed to sort of work with me to um, meet in the middle. So we, we sort of planned to meet along halfway. So she, she'd come from East Melbourne. I was coming from, from my neck of the woods from, from Glen Ira. So we were able to meet that sort of 10 minutes in around that 6.45, which which worked well. We got to run together for, for 20 odd minutes and it was kind of nice because I know Soph's, um, it wouldn't have worked well if I was going out of the blocks with Soph because she is pretty quick uh, in terms <laughs> of like just, uh, yeah, just I need 10, 15 minutes to myself just to work into the pace. And so by the time I got there, I was warmed up, which which. Yeah, I did embarrass myself and so it didn't drop me. She probably pulled pull back the pace, but I hung on. That's all right. That was nicer because, you know, nothing worse than Soph getting there and need, then needing to drop 15 or 20 seconds a K just so that you <laughs> <laughs> hang on while you're apologising. But, um, yeah. No, it's no it was good. good and the weather was uh, – it was – it was actually wet and cold. So it was excuses to get out. But I think that's the, the the beauty of when you do tee up a run and you've got that commitment in. And I know the night before I was like, well, yeah, I can't really not um not show up here and I'm gonna cop a bake from there if I don't. So yeah, once I once I'd said, Yep, I'll be there, I was there was really no backing out. And all the layers back out, mate, or was it that? Yeah, bad? there was a few layers on. So probably looking at me like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> it was actually still, it was still kind of humid, I think. But I would have yeah, the tights, long sleeve jacket. I don't think I had the gloves on, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was overkill. So, question, random question for you: Have you had any problems with mosquitoes down there in the city since the floods? Um, nah, not no. not not that I've noticed. Good. So, That's all right. Yeah. You've still it's... got the giant ones floating oh, around. Yeah, it's disgusting <laughs> up here. That's another story. No, it's it's mm. awful <laughs> up here at the moment with the mozzies. Yeah. But um, so we still had. Uh, I mean, you, you were at Botan, so that's obviously all cleared up. You know, in terms of uh, any excess flooding, is that? Oh no, or is it, not no? really, because we can go up one side of the hill, but the other side of it, like in parts around there, the water's still three or four foot deep. So yeah, well, um, yeah, it's gonna, it's still it um pretty high or um yeah. in play. Like the the river's still in flood, but it's not over any yeah. sort of roads or anything. Okay, moment. yeah, yeah, we're um we're we're getting a you know a delayed reaction down here in Melbourne along the Yarra. 
it's not you know not nothing's compared to what what the guy what what people have gone through in the vic where there's obviously really damaging stuff but it's just paths are underwater and you know there's sections along the on the uh, right in the, into the city that yeah it's just completely under i've never seen yeah. it like this um even the bridges like near going towards melbourne park you know where the, you start the you start the marathon like the yep. water's not far off the top of it like it's oh wow what yeah i mean it's, it's still there's still a fair bit left but yeah and it's there's we've been changing our routes um on the runs so where it's been quite interesting no flats the flats are still well and truly underwater a few people attempted it on sunday and we'd seen pictures floating around and saying look yeah just you're not worth the risk and a couple of people went out there and we're in knee high sort of water so yeah it's uh yeah i think it'll still probably be another week if we've got more rain coming and all the rest of it yeah no it looks like there is still more on the way so with you wednesday runs mate do you reckon that'll be a weekly thing catching up with so uh it'll be potentially tomorrow i've got another thing on wednesday night so i i have committed and she's gone earlier she said oh, i real i think she's reeled in that i can do it at 60 <laughs> then we'll go another the lob another 30 minutes off that so i'm i am a i am listed i'm a starter for 6 a.m so hopefully i'm not Ooh. scratching uh, i have to keep to my word so full yeah, you can't too, let Soph down. Yeah, I'm too scared of Soph. <laughs> <laughs> and I do need to get it done. If I don't get it done, it'll I'll, it'll hang over my head and I'll, you know, again. So I'll, And Sarah JMR uh, is hey. rumoured to be being there as well. So it'll be good to catch up there as well. Uh, good stuff. And your session, mate, um, three by six minutes? Yeah, so... It was a different one that um, we were back out of the boulevard and Elle stepped this one. I've done, we've been doing the thresholds. I know we got out a couple of, we've done a 15 minute, we've done a 20. This was more so, so Steve was doing, he had a 20 minute threshold and um, yeah, Elle set mine as an 18 minute threshold. What was it? I guess it's a, a mixed threshold, I guess, because it's yeah. um, he broke it up into parts. So it's continuous, six minutes strong, six minutes steady, and then another six minutes strong. And he'd actually instructed me to go off with Steve and just sit on the back of him, use that uh, that first strong. There was no real uh, guidance as to pace. It was more like we know that Steve runs sort of three fifteens, three twenties. Steve generally runs his off heart rate but then he managed to tell us just as he was doing his strides oh, i don't have my heart rate monitor today so i'm just <laughs> going to go out with uh <laughs> and kiwi steve like oh geez his pace he you wouldn't want to in you know employ him as your pacemaker uh your pace setter because he's loose at the best of times with his pacing and without heart rate uh, guidance he was he started and I knew we were going like, say so I was just jogging. So I was hours out of the course, just out on the, on the path jogging. And he was probably a, a K in a K ahead of us. And we've started this six minutes strong. And I was like, I'll oh, just stick on Steve and it shouldn't be too hard. And I was, I was working early. I'm thinking, yeah, we're, we're rolling here. Like we're not, it wasn't absolutely flat out because I still felt like I was in control. And then I could see Al ahead and I was like, oh, geez, a lack of band. I'm almost getting stretched here, but just relax. Hang on, hang on. Get to Al and 
I thought, oh, I can't now. I've got to just keep going. And then I got around the corner. It was another six. But I took a cheeky look and it was like three tens. And <laughs> and that was probably when when I was sort of just easing off a little bit going, yeah, I don't need to go any harder here. And then I was into a it's, – it's, it's a funny one where you've got that six-minute steady because you've still got to keep the pace on. Like you don't get uh, – like when you're doing reps, you, you know you've got that six minutes or the five-minute rep and you've got 90-second break, whereas I was just going back into cruise control and, and I said sort of just peg it back, you know, five to ten seconds a K for that six minutes and then get ready to go again. And I was, it, it actually felt so much psychologically just dropping off those few seconds that the pressure just came off and I could just relax. And then, you know, after that initial slowdown, I was basically holding Steve, like I was holding that gap, not on, but it was just the way I was sort of in control. And then, then could sort of get myself sort of switch into the mindset of, oh, okay, I've got to get, get up for another six minutes. And I think through maybe through the eight minute or nine minute mark, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm starting to starting to settle now. Cause I think after the, you know, seven and a half, eight minutes, I was like, yeah, okay, this is this is gonna be a bit of a tricky session. But I actually felt good again and I was eager to get to that next six minutes, which is a good sign because it probably mm. shows that I'm enjoying that sort of feeling of of pushing again. And I could see Steve ahead. I thought, yeah, it'd be good to just close the gap on him and uh, yeah, try and get as close as possible. Use it as a bit of race practice to get, to get near him. And yeah, kept focused and, and got him. I got, we turned together and he was, he obviously had another, uh, so would have had, by the time he turned, I had another two, I, I had another two to three minutes. He would have had another couple of minutes on top of that. because He had the 20 minutes and yeah, finished off. You know, I finished next to him and then he continued on. For his last two minutes and then i had a three minute jog into four by 30 seconds which i had thought al had said 30 second um so he wanted them pretty strong and then a 30 second walk but yeah. after i found out it was actually a minute walk after <laughs> so he was like yeah i could i could sense in the last ones you, you weren't really opening up and i was like yeah i was pretty tired <laughs> so <laughs> oh especially after that first k that start well, it was a 307 and Steve, yeah. and I said to Steve, I put, I was mate, we'll, he, he, I said to him, what do you reckon we're running that first K? Oh, I reckon it was 325s. <laughs> it, it was no, no. no chance it was three 325s. And then I, I, loved, I checked Strava and, or, and showed him, I said, it was a 307. <laughs> and the, like, yeah, you idiot. <laughs> no, it was good. He, it was, it's always, I, 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 that's, that is the beauty of like training with people when someone feels good and they're pushing along. And if you're in the right setting, you can actually get swept up in it and, and go a little bit, get out a little bit stronger. So yeah, it's good. It's good when the body feels all right. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the body doesn't feel any good, that's, that's a session death sentence. Like it's over it after three minutes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Like if that was three weeks ago, it would have been, yeah. It would have been day. I would have jumped in the air and swam on. <laughs> That'll do. Just let it sleep <laughs> you back home. Yeah, it was. Oh. So it's, yeah, it was one of those ones where, yeah, you were able to go with the flow and, and embrace it. But yeah, pulled up good as well. That was the thing. I was like, well, this is, you know, this is a pretty strong session. 
getting the K's up again and then uh, back out on Sunday run back to Albert Park to do our little run along the coastline, along St Kilda, except this time we switched it up. We actually went, which is a very non-owl thing to do. He changed direction as we got to uh, Beach Road and said, we're going to go right crew. So we had all the Melbourne group. Um, obviously, Kiwi Steve was back, so I could bake him a bit more about uh, yesterday's pacing job, um, <laughs> Dave Ridley. And actually what happened is, uh, so we had yeah we had a big Melbourne Uni crew maybe six or eight of us and then two Kiwis that started Steve and Dave Dave Ridley and we got to Beach Road as as where Al said go right and these guys just started rolling and just going off the front and no one could get near them and we we're just like what's going on here like <laughs> Dave had run twenty eight k beforehand so he was warmed up okay and. We presume so. The group chat was these two Kiwis are just in their own world here. They're um they they didn't realise they dropped the group. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so they're travelling along really well. And then Steve's done one of those things where you look back and then he's gone. Oh, I probably looked at his watch. Going, oh, I'm probably feeling all right. I'll just roll with it. And yeah, <laughs> and yeah, we was just still dropping gags that they were just talking about the All Blacks or the Concords or or Kiwi things. So. <laughs> We let them go, except they they didn't know where they were going. So they've just butchered the loop where we were, where we were turning. So what ends up happening is we started going back and Steve's just, we didn't know where Steve went. Dave's turned off. <laughs> Steve starts fanging, thinking he's behind us, but he's in front of <laughs> us. He's somehow gone around and, and, and got back in front of us. So he's put more pressure on and... We finally catch him, you know, at the sort of 70-minute mark when we're behind him and he's turned around and he's just very confused about the whole situation and pretty cooked at that point as well. <laughs> so it was pretty eventful. So it's, it's a, well, it almost sounds a bit like a stressful long run. See, um, it wasn't stressful for the, for the, for the group. Not for you guys. That kept, kept the same pace and, and had people who knew where they were going. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's, uh, it's a, oh, we also got another um, another fun thing is we also got abused by um, a couple of people on a tandem bike. <laughs> <laughs> what, that was a tandem one. bike. <laughs> <laughs> Twice yeah. the bike, double the abuse. Yeah, I don't. I I was I caught the back end of it. The guys on the front uh, copped the main uh, brunt of it. So I don't know if they they got it in sync, the abuse, or this one person went and the other just didn't say anything. But, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, some days you just think, you know, you're out on a Sunday, you're doing exercise at this time of the day, like surely you can be, um, yeah, you'd be in a better mood. No, that's it. You reckon you're having a great time. Like it was probably the guy <laughs> on the front because doing the guy on the bike was not doing any of the work. So I think it was his wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I, I, yeah, I think he was just um yeah, he was in fight fight or flight mode. I don't know. <laughs> he but, um, <laughs> yeah, he, maybe he just yeah. maybe, maybe he got lost and he was trying to get back. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was a it was good fun. A couple of young uh, Melbourne uni guys in there just copying um old man tales from me and Al and a little bit of a lecture towards the end because Someone wanted to hit a certain amount of Ks and someone else, oh, no. uh, a 
who'd run a who'd run a time trial the day before. These people remain remain nameless, but run a time trial. Said within the first ten minutes, yeah, I'm pretty heavy. Um, you know, this is not usually the pace I run on a Sunday. <laughs> Happen to get to the front, and then <laughs> they're pushing the pace, and then they walked it in at the end. There was like five hundred to go. Oh, we're stuck. We're walking it in from here. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway. I don't coach them, so I'm just um, not. I'm just giving out some free advice to them just to, to chill out a little bit. So a few big names in the comments section of that long run as well, too, mate. Oh, was that um? There was so yeah, oh, Steve and... Stitch up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Andy's doing. Looking at my stuff. Better than that. <laughs> He's probably alluding to the heart rate, which is off the watch which is probably high it's probably close to the rate um but it's probably Andy just just trying to fire a shot <laughs> uh, <laughs> and even yeah sammy that was another stitch up because i'd actually mentioned to sammy um he messaged me about uh, a few things and i said oh we'll be out your way we'll be running towards Elwood. <laughs> uh, come along for a run and he just gave the thumbs up emoji in the chat Okay. But that wasn't a like, yeah, I'll be there. And I find out after the run, he's like, oh, mate, where were you? I was out there. And I was like, oh, I'll change the route. You know, he hasn't changed a route in bloody 25 years on a run. And he just got <laughs> on a whim the day you come out. So we completely missed him. Um, oh, no. Yeah, he said something about turning up my walkie-talkie or something. On the, uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it was a fun oh. run. And, uh few casualties but we got there no mate good solid week overall 85ks body's feeling good it is yeah it's like i had another session with james on the friday and we just kept um we're working through a couple of exercises just yeah a couple of variations to that and and just the main thing i think wonder might have been friday i think i did say to him friday night i did a run and I actually felt really sore in the quads. And he I sort of messaged and said, Yeah, just kind of ran it. Like just, quads just feel beat up and you sleep, just get on the get on the roller and you know, try and do that every I think try and do it, you know, before bed every night because I think now that I'm starting to get the mileage up, bit of strength, and this is probably an area I need to to really be across. So yeah, did that and yeah, Saturday, Sunday came out well. So we get another week in now. Uh, good stuff. Mate. I did want to ask a question. Can you tell us anything about the Lululemon event that you went to? Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. So it was part of the Movember and Lululemon collaboration. So they've brought out a special edition Lululemon Movember range. So some shorts and tees. Uh, I think there might be a cap in there. So some of the, the proceeds of that go towards Movember. They're a major partner and they've also got a, I'll get this right, it's a more than a run. So it's not a, it's essentially options to run a 10K, 30K and a 60K and they all represent some different statistics around, around the Movember cause. I think the 10 is for the 10% of Australian. So you do this virtually or you can jump on the Movember or the Lululemon Movember website. 
and you can sign up and do this as part of a club or an individual. You don't actually need to have an event. You can just go and do them, which is cool. And, um, yeah, so that was to launch that. So, yeah, they've got a 10K you can do in the month of November. It's just knocked out its total for the month, I believe. So 10%, the 10K represents 10% of Australian males who experience anxiety disorders in any one year. The 30K is for the 30 people with attempt suicide every single day in Australia. And the 60K is for the 60 men we lose to suicide each hour across the globe. So pretty, yeah, amazing things what November's doing and, and obviously Lululem partnering with them. So it was it was a pretty, pretty, um, conf- like in a way confronting night in terms of having those stats and talking about and had some guests talking about, you know, the, the state of mental health and, and what they're doing. And, yeah, when you hear those stats, it's, it's pretty full on. Yeah, it is. It's it's confronting. I think um, I know we've touched on it a few times in the podcast before, but um, I don't think there'd be anyone that doesn't know someone mm. that hasn't been um, touched by anxiety or depression um, at some stage. So, um, yeah, it's a very important cause. And obviously, um, you know, the wellness run, um, Mm, supports yeah. this as well which is fantastic yeah. but um yeah look it does it does have a um an impact on a lot of people and yeah it's definitely something that's close to my heart and it's just good to mm. see that there's so many um these organizations that are out there raising awareness and much needed funds to to try and make or you know certainly reduce those numbers because um yeah it, it, it is it's it's not great and um yeah we've, yeah, it does. I say it's a bit of a sensitive one for me because, um, yeah, like I, I'm someone who does get anxiety a bit, um, and I've sort of got family members that have had depression, and um, sadly, I've lost a couple of friends who've taken their own lives. So, um, yeah, it does. It gets pretty close to home for me, and um, yeah, hopefully, it's yeah, and it's it's pretty cool seeing some of the. Like it's the first day of November today. We're recording this on a Tuesday, and it's pretty cool mm. seeing stuff like the social posts pop up you know on instagram and facebook um, you know, there's lots of people out there raising um you know doing their own things for november as well so yeah that's no, cool no it's it, it is like it's such an important cause and that way they're now i know november's obviously the, the visible moustache but they've got so many other ways you can get involved and this is one of them you know just moving and yeah, the, yeah, creating mo events and yeah the websites is phenomenal that they have um they've set up that just yeah it's and and running is is really becoming that um you know i think they talk about just the way that it brings community together and that's a huge thing for for runners and we all know we get it and the way that yeah they're sort of lululemon and, and movember are tying up to do things like this and met the guys alex and, and ollie who started this uh more than a run concept last year and um or i think yeah it was 2021 they did it first year and they um they only you know within a running crew or group didn't expect it to you know grow to where it was and they had 150 odd people clubs joined last year they're aiming for about 300 this year uh raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for it so it's um yeah some pretty cool stuff we'll put the the details in 
in the show notes and um yeah we'll, we'll do some posts about it as well it's, it's really important an important cause yeah for sure chris so changing gears mate we've talked through our running but how about uh hero of the week yeah um so this week's hero of the week is catherine clark so catherine is i guess one of the newer runners i've started to work with and just wanted to give catherine a shout out because she's doing all the little things well i think um a lot of the times you know we look don't get me wrong we absolutely love celebrating pbs and milestones and and you know big stuff but um yeah just a shout out for catherine for She's um, just learnt about drills and, um, you know, big shout out for Andy on the, and I guess our, let's give ourselves a pat on the back at Run to TV. <laughs> on the YouTube channel, there's this great um, video that Andy's put together of him doing some drills and it's something that I show to all my athletes, mm-hmm. um, some with more success than others. But Catherine's really taken this on board. She's never done drills before and absolutely loves them. Um, so she's started doing a few of those before each of her runs and just finding that the first 10 or 15 minutes so much easier, um, you know, just clearing some of that rust. I know you, you were having a bit of a laugh about your parkour skills, <laughs> mate. So, um, yeah, we're certainly um, <laughs> just getting the drills involved on a, on a daily basis. But um, the other thing we've been really happy with is that she's just been running quite within herself, to, um, just starting to develop a bit of consistency. But with um with her running she was probably prone to doing her easy stuff too hard um whereas now has really taken on board that it's super important to keep the easy runs easy and that um during a long run or even an easy run it's fine to cut it short because i'd rather you finish feeling good mm-hmm. than sort of go you know just because something's on the program going right to the end because um, the hard thing for Catherine is she does a lot of her runs in the afternoon which i know you can relate to that um, mm. but she also has pretty big days so Catherine's an event coordinator and you know every, once twice a week she'll work a 12 or 16 hour day because she'll need to be on site and um, just can't get away and that takes a, a fair bit of a toll so based mm. on how she's feeling she, she'll adjust the run and yeah just really happy that she's making some really good smart choices so yeah, yeah I love that mate I, yeah I can Relate to the other, I can't relate to the 12 to 16 hour work days, mate. That's not a... No, um, that's... <laughs> you're a workhorse, but I don't know if you do it a 16 hour nah. work <laughs> I'm lucky to do eight. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it is cool to sort of recognise that because as 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 coaches, as we know, Chris, so like, yeah, it's these these little things add up and, and having and learning along the way that being that discipline of like not having to push every day it's a it's a real skill to develop as a runner i think yeah i think um i am just uh, little examples but um catherine had the option of doing a long run on the sunday and she just decided she needed an extra day rest because she was burnt out from the week and luckily enough um she had monday off so pushed that back through to monday and then it was really cool just to get a, a message after the run just saying how much better she felt because she'd had that extra rest mm. and that she finished like it was a really positive run for her whereas she was a bit fearful of it had she gone out on the Sunday that it really just could have turned to crap inside 20 or 30 minutes so just goes to show that you know just that little bit of extra rest or being able to modify things is so valuable for our athletes. Mm. 
Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one because I know as runners and I, I've come across it myself and with other athletes that we can become feel a sense of guilt sometimes when we can't do what's on the program or something comes up or we're just completely wrecked, but it's on mm. the program and it's just hanging over your head and you're like, oh, I feel guilty if I skip this and it's nine times out of ten it's it's more counterproductive when you're in that state to go and try and just just push yourself through yes there's times where you you know if it's if it's a motivation thing or it's a it's a you don't want to get in the habit of just oh, any anything comes up i'll make an excuse to miss it yeah but i think it's really important that you don't feel guilty if you miss a run or a session or something life comes up and you don't you can't necessarily just make that day because it's not going to be the last opportunity you have to go out for a run. No, and that's it. And sometimes like just being getting out there and doing that run when the body's already had enough stress, it can actually do more harm than good anyway. So, mm. um, you know, we talk about, we're probably, we all know a lot of our, our athletes are really good at doing the work that we set them. Mm. But in terms of putting that same effort or making those smart choices into recovery, it's probably something that we could all do a bit better. And I'll put my hand up. I'm one of those people that could do recovery better. So, um, yeah, but no, it's good. Always good to see sensible choices being made. For sure. We like to hear that, mate. And yeah, congrats to our hero of the week, Catherine. Now, um, some around the grounds, mate. You've got some results there for us. I've got one uh, from Hong Kong. And with Serene, who we actually featured. She was a former hero of the week not that long ago. Mate, look at that. There's a segue there. (laughs) She was a hero of the week, I recall, for sending her coach a coffee for for his birthday (laughs) from Hong Kong into his workplace, into the cafe that he goes to every day, and he was absolutely baffled as to how that happened. So that was Serene. Uh, when she was here of the week, but now for around the grounds, snagged a medal at the on the track. So she's done some road races, have moved onto the track, and yeah, there's a cool picture holding the trophy. Got on the podium, finished third at the Kualtsing, uh District Sports Festival in Hong Kong, and uh, yeah, great performance from Serene. And I know Isaac um, was super pumped for this one. They've transitioned onto the track, done some speed work. She's got the dragonflies out. She's um, yeah, done some some pretty cool like workouts in terms of transitioning into into spikes and and also just getting on and, and getting involved in races, which is we always love to see that, Chris. So we're we're athletes who are predominantly been on the road start to get onto the track as well. Oh, absolutely. Just taking on new challenges and giving stuff a go. Um, I know my first experience with just putting dragonflies on was it was amazing. So, yeah, just to, <laughs> to hear Serene's embrace the track life um, and giving it a go. And look, first go finishes on the podium over the five thousand yeah. meters. That's pretty impressive, for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, stay tuned for for the rest of her season. And um, yeah, there'll be more more track races ahead, I believe. No, good stuff. Good to hear. We've also got friend of the show, Akana yes. Murray Bartlett, mate. What day are we up to today? 70, oh, let's have a look, 74. 
So looks like <laughs> we just we uh, when when was she on last? Was it three four weeks ago? I don't know. She she she'd gone over three thousand k's by then. Yeah, I don't know how many k's she's on now total, but it is just an insane effort. And I think she had a rough day today. Just looking at her latest update for day seventy four. Uh, she had an Estrava non-functioning car and pouring rain didn't stop me loving today. She caught up with, had a great one with Matt and the Bundaberg crew. Felt smooth and strong after a few slower days. It's amazing how different day, how different a day can be from the last. Well, yeah, when you're doing 74 marathons in a row, it's like, it just, I feel like that when I do an easy run one day and the next day, and that's an hour run let alone 42K. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, my version of relating to that was during the marathon block where we'd run half an hour on the Monday and feel a bit dusty and then the Tuesday we'd go for an hour <laughs> and run 12K and go, oh, I don't feel too bad today, let alone going back-to-back marathon. Oh, she still just, ran four, 4.09 for the marathon today, as you do. And just one, one little bit that we probably did skip over. Yeah. Matt and the Bundaberg crew. She's still in North Queensland. I know. That's 70, the, the 74 consecutive days in yeah. North Queensland running tropical humid marathons. Oh. She was, when she was in Rockhampton, it was 35 degrees and <laughs> it feels like 37. So, oh. yeah, we're just, uh, let's just talk about that fence, maybe. I mean, I know with her Strava, she doesn't get a chance to upload everything. So just with um, locations, it's going to be a little bit of a hot spot. But we talk about the um, the towers, mate. These are absolute, mate. <laughs> you break your towers like four in a row. Yeah. Last seven days. Uh, so you look at that last four weeks, average distance is 306 um, Ks. <laughs> and so I'll be stoked if I get through November and I've run 306 Ks for the month. Yeah. I'll be really happy. But um, no, <laughs> that's a week's volume. Yeah. Oh, and, and you know and she's been... had a couple. She's had some tough days. Like mm. obviously, every day is not a not easy. But I know she had some issues with potentially a calf flare up again. She's. I mean, obviously, we heard about her car issues. Um, so mm. you know, logistical stuff. But I know, like day seventy three, it was a tougher day. It was like a five hour day. But again. The location and the the um what you the terrain and all the rest of it mean that um you know it's each run you can't really put a, an average pace on it I think and also she's got to manage this journey of well I've said you know I'm, I'm not even halfway there no not quite mm. almost I think um so one fifty five so what's that get us at day seventy seven day seventy eight that'll be the halfway yeah. point so this yeah. week yeah. Oh, that'd be huge for her. She had a snake sighting the other day. There was I don't know, oh. kangaroos the other day. I mean, that's probably par for the course. But uh, lots of lots of cool content coming out. You can, I think she. What's been cool, I think, is now she started to get a few more people to jump in and run alongside her. I think she jumped in a park run last week. So yeah, that one must be really helping being able to you know mix it up and get in and run with a few people yeah oh for sure um, she's always very appreciative of any company that she can get during the run so um yeah hopefully 
the um the calf issues really start to settle and she can string a few good days together where the body does actually feel pretty decent and i believe she knocked off the challenge the michael phelps challenge that we were talking about when she was on last um raised the 30 30,000 i think it was yeah that. yeah 30,000 and was it was it 14,000 <laughs> calories or 10,000 oh, calories or something it was just not pretty yeah oh jeez but yeah, she's she's on the road to Melbourne, albeit so. It's not the most, and she like she's mentioned to us on the part in the past uh, episodes. It's obviously not the most direct route she's going. No. But to, to get the six thousand k's up, she's got to do a bit of circle work up there. Yeah, and, um, you can follow her along tip to toe. So it's tip underscore toe that t o to toe. T-O-E and underscore 2022. It's all in the show notes. Uh, she GoFundMe page. You just basically just, um, yeah, chuck in uh, Kana in uh, in the Google. There's so many, um, you know, world record run run for, for the Wilderness Australia. There's a lot of media, a lot of articles. There's a, a good bit of momentum building for this one. And by the time she gets down towards, you know, uh, closer towards the eastern, states or to, down towards us in victoria it's going to be it's going to be a lot of hype about it i think Chris. yeah i think so and i, I hope she just absolutely smashes her goal with the sixty thousand. Mm. so um well on the way not quite halfway with the run but um over halfway with the funds so yeah um yeah oh, i think she's she's tracking well like if she's yeah 70 what did we say 74 marathons in uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, she, she mentioned last time, there's nothing going to stop her. Um, and you can just tell her from what she's endured so far, it's going to take a lot for her not to be able to continue. Yeah, absolutely. No, it literally will. You've seen some of the things that she's put up with and, and gotten through each day mm-hmm. with it in the past. Um, yeah, she, she's basically just going to keep going until she drops. So, <laughs> no, it's doing an amazing job. Should we continue the theme of a bit of world record chat, mate? Because there was just a couple of things that came across my desk uh, around. It's going back a little bit now. We're talking London Marathon. So mm. what's that, a month ago? But it did come to my attention that there was three, at least three world records broken there. Three that we know of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, all, they're all quite unique. Where would you like to start? Um, this is definitely why Soap's not in this week because we would not get this past her. No, I reckon she caught wind of it, to be honest, and that's probably <laughs> why she <laughs> declined to come on. If tonight. she listens to this, the uh, yeah, the earbuds come out now and she just um, yeah switches over to a reputable podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So first up, we've got the fastest marathon dressed as three-dimensional human body part. <laughs> Now, I'm going to pause there and I'm going to give the listeners a bit of time. If you were going to dress up as a three-dimensional human body part and you were going to give this a go, what would you go as? You know, feel free to post in the replies what you'd dress up yeah. as. Yeah, okay. But, um, I'll, I'll end this suspense because I know like people are literally on the edge of their seat waiting to find out. <laughs> so Sadie Smith from the UK Ran a 426.43, <laughs> a new world record, dressed as a brain cell. Wow. Ironically, I didn't see, I didn't see enough, yeah. a brain cell. 
<laughs> there is something behind that though. There is. Yeah, there is a story. A very good cause behind, behind that. it. But so, um the costume in itself is is it questionable that's a cost? I mean, it is there is a costume element to it, but doesn't look particularly hard to run in, Chriso. No, I'm seeing I'll try and describe it. I'm seeing some black full length tights i'm seeing some well, like a is it the oodle thing so is that, is that what like an oody oody yeah it's it, yeah yeah like a gray oody with um a couple of like a race bib and looks like sadie's name on yeah. there as well um but it looks like a very lightweight fabric um almost a bit yeah. like a large pillowcase <laughs> if i was to describe it's almost it. aerodynamic as it setup. does look a bit yeah. aero um could be but, could be kip chogi's next um outfit for the, for the look, sub two project the sub two it, <laughs> it does have some very racy features um but no what was for a good cause running for parkinson's uk um mm. in the brain cell costume very good cause believe that she did raise a bit of money as well um for, for parkinson's disease in the uk so look um well done sadie good cause good cause but good cause um, surely that's not breaking the record that's just setting one you know you, you'd like to think <laughs> there well, hasn't someone else hasn't come up yes no and i think like it's anyone that runs a marathon is a great effort but i'm mm. thinking that there is some room for improvement that if there are people out there wanting to create a brain cell costume and mm. run a marathon that there's a bit of room to move uh, for the 426 43 so mm. um, maybe that is in the realm of possibility for one of our runners you just don't know but um that well done sadie that was well that's done. world record number one cool. that we're going to cover number two do you want to hit this one, mate? Jeez, this is um, this is impressive. This is uh, <laughs> talk about a bit of speed in this one. A two fifty four fifty seven marathon went down by a Southampton UK runner who's knocked it out, and he was actually the second fastest costume runner of the day. Not sure who the first one. I don't know if we've got that featured, but he's got the second fastest. But his costume. Geez, this would have been difficult. He's done it handcuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read that twice. I'm like, hang on, where, what, what's his costume? It's, yeah, he's handcuffed. So he's, how he's done that with... Oh, and we should add that he was his arms were handcuffed to the front, not to the back. Because <laughs> um, that I would see him moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And, and like to see him go through a drink station as well. Oh, mate. Can you, like, just, yeah. I mean, how, and like gels, like, how's he carrying his gels? Like, are they in the pocket? Well, at least he's got a, he could have a camelback sort of set up. Yeah, okay. Do that and then just have it like next to your mouth, and just sip along. You know, just, um, how much practice has gone to running like that? Because, I mean, we, we joke about it, but it, it really is. You need to be able to move your arms when you run. Otherwise, it's, yeah. running's actually really tough. Like anyone that doesn't believe me, you go for a run tomorrow and don't move your arms and see what happens. <laughs> We're not advocating ridiculous. people put handcuffs on and do their sessions, but... No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Um, 
no, that doesn't need to happen. But even just put your hands by your sides or even just out in front and just really try not to rotate through the shoulders at all. And see, it's just, it's awful. It's just not good mm. at all. But a 254, mate, that's flying. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. It's so impressive. Um, yeah, I, but he, I, um, something I'm not going to attempt at all. But um, <laughs> he raised money for the hospital, I believe. Southampton yeah. Hospitals Charity. Thousands of dollars, apparently. So um, once again, I suppose we're, we're willing, I'm getting a sense that we're willing to dress up and do silly things in the aim of raising some good money for a cause, but also a potential cheeky world record as well. Mm. This actually came up on a run on the Sunday run because uh, one of the new fellows at, at Melbourne, U, uh, Melbourne Uni, Craig, he's um, from, he's actually from Bristol. He does know of John Cox. Our, oh, um, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. Run a BB coach. He's listened to single malt marathoners. I, I mentioned the port, port away, I think it is, in Bristol, um, where, where John does some work and um, does some running. And and we were talking about getting them and he tried to get into London, I think eight years in a row, still yeah. unsuccessful. So the ballot went out. I think the ballot announced so you got accepted for next year's ballot, next year's race, I should say, in April last weekend. So there was a lot of talk about, you know, if he got in or not. And there's something like, oh, I feel like it's about 4 million people apply, not literally apply to get in to 60,000 slots and then only 30 or 40,000 get to start. Yeah. And if you don't get in as a, they have a certain amount of charity spots available and you've got to raise a certain amount. So you can actually get that spot, but you've got to commit to raising. I think he said it was about 3,000 pounds. So a lot of people, yeah, go ahead and do it. And that's why you do find people doing weird and wonderful things and also just, you know, they, it's a, it's a massive boom for, for charities that, that love the marathon because they, they really do raise a lot of money. So that is one, one reason you see a lot of um, crazy things to, to get a start, to get into that. There is a, like a good for age, I think for club runners. Uh, I know when I did it, I was lucky enough to get in through that. Yeah. Through, um, through, through Marty Mashford, but yeah, it's, it is a prize ticket and sometimes you got to do a few few things to get yourself on the line. Oh, now our, our, our third one from London, and this was a bit of a team effort. So mm. fastest marathon in a six-person costume. So four, <laughs> four hours, 25 minutes and 12 oh, seconds. So finished in the, around the same time as Sadie and they could have actually seen each other on course. Mm. But um, these guys, so you're thinking, what were they dressed up as? Like a six-person yeah. thing. How did they pull this off? Well, they dressed up as a basket of fruit <laughs> and they actually had so. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is great. I'm going to, I'll try and paint the picture here. We might need to put this in the show notes because I'm not mm. the best at describing things, but yeah. they've got, they've made like a big wicker basket, which <laughs> encompasses all six of them. Yeah. And it's kind of strapped to them. So they've got shoulder mm. straps on and there's bars across this giant wicker basket. So they're actually carrying the basket the whole time. But I'm thinking like fruit basket's a bit of a loose term because I'm having a bit of a look there. And one guy <laughs> looks like a capsicum. There's another one that looks like a carrot. Another one yeah. looks like an avocado. And then there's a banana in there. A banana and a strawberry. 
Yeah. And I'm only counting five guys, but they're... Oh, no, I think like, one guy's obscured. Yeah, he might be tucked behind the capsicum, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> What's a capsicum doing in a fruit bowl, anyway? Mate, I don't know. Like, that's not a fruit bowl I want any part of. I mean, I don't, I don't like avocados. I and mean, I'm starting to learn to yeah. appreciate them as part of sushi. But um, I just can't... I can't eat a raw avocado and... If there's a capsicum and a carrot in my fruit bowl, um, I got it's a vegetable fruit. basket. But um, yeah, well, they knows? must have thought what's what's a readily readily available costume. <laughs> but the basket setup's pretty cool, pretty innovative. It is. Had a, probably an engineer involved in this one to sort of work this one out. I can see a lot of cable ties at yeah, very yeah. strategic points, um, and I'm tipping that. That's not probably all that light. I mean, yeah, it's shared between six guys, but still, mm. you're lugging that around for 42k. That's um, yeah, yeah. Now they're not. The I like the record. QR code on the side as well. I think that's cool. Like if mm. they're raising money for brain research UK. Yes. Um, um, and like I would have thought maybe this was actually setting the world record as well but no no they knocked the previous one off so someone's done this before as a six person yeah yeah nine minutes they put oh, into it so it. Yeah. absolutely smashed it do you reckon they do on the group sunday runs like this um if they are <laughs> i would love some file footage of this just chugging <laughs> down like your local county paths yeah um, knocking out some miles with the wicker basket um and just Easy. sort of Wouldn't seeing want to... You wouldn't want to go past a tandem bike in this setup. Oh, mate! Could you imagine the abuse? Like, <laughs> maybe the uni crew could um could maybe don't you know, just suggest the this, Chris. So yeah, no, it's Max no we're a, knocking not it on the head. Max is actually an he built his own e bike. Like, he okay, bought all the parts from, and it goes about eighty k's an hour. Like, <laughs> oh, no. he's beaten me in a car getting to places. Yeah. Like, literally, just gone past people. So yeah, he, he don't give him any ideas because he will he will build something that probably fits the whole club in it. He does <laughs> listen to the show too, so he does. <laughs> cool. Well, mate, we'll watch this space on that. We may we may have something. You know, Actually, there, 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 there's a bonus. We've already look technically we probably already had two bonus world records, but I do have a bonus fourth one that I do want to quickly give a mention to. Because yeah, go for it. One of my athletes, Ryan Cook, sent me an email a couple of weeks ago and I did yeah. promise that we would bring this up. And I think it is worth bringing up, but yeah. there is no chance. And I mean, zero. This isn't an exaggeration. I'm not trying this. Mm. No, this is way too hard. So Japanese runner solves 420 Rubik's <laughs> cubes during a marathon. Like oh. I can't. R Rubik's cubes I look at and think, oh, that's cool. That's colourful. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll play with it for a couple yeah, of minutes yeah, yeah. and go, yeah, nah, I've got other things to do. Like, I'm not smart enough to figure this out. <laughs> anyway, not only did he break the world record and like he's he's knocked over 420. You sort of you break that up 42 yeah. kilometers, and he's done 420 Rubik's cubes. Now I don't know uh, what sort of time he's run because um, yeah. I couldn't find that. But how do you keep your eyes on the course? I don't know. Where do all the Rubik's cubes come from? You can't carry 420 Rubik's cubes with you. Like, where are someone. they? He's, maybe he's got like bottle Klaus, you know, the bottle guy, <laughs> yeah. the Rubik's guy out yeah, there just flopping them over. Yeah, cube Klaus has come along and uh, he's just throwing him one, <laughs> one at a time. This this too, he's too smart to be a runner, isn't he? Uh, I, I think so. And like, he had he captured the whole thing 
with his iPhone strapped to his chest as well. So he had actual footage. Just, just for verification. Purposes. Just for verification. He was rocking the bright red Nike headband as well um, for a bit of extra style. Potential sponsor. Um, potential sponsor. Um, if he look, if he's able to make contact, I'd love to know because I'm not having any luck on that front. But that's another story. Um, not only did he break the world record, mate, 420. That's impressive. But he beat it by 166 cubes. Oh, Jesus! Absolutely smashed that record. <laughs> like uh, we're sort of like I don't know if Kipchoge was going to break his world record. Like what's 166 cubes worth? Like is that him running like a 45 minute marathon and taking yeah. an hour 15 out of his time? Like, yeah. Oh, but, you would have thought if you had that world record, you're sitting in the clubhouse, pretty pretty happy that you you're home and hose. No one's going to touch that record. No, no. Well, why would anyone like? Why would you devote yourself to putting in that like? How do you get that good at solving Rubik's cubes? Like, can you imagine the brain just oh, being that quick you, and just? You being really hope it? he's 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 working in um, something smart. Oh, imagine <laughs> IT It'd just be absolutely insane solving issues or marketing. Yeah, man's oh, a genius. Yeah. Yeah. He's solving problems before they exist. <laughs> Actually, Ross but, um, uh, Ross Pentland had sent that through to us as well. Yes, he, that's he, right. Yeah, good good friend of the show. He Crosby is crew man, and uh, yeah, he he was across that. So, I think a few people are, are um, keeping their eyes and, and ears out for um, for any quirky world records that, that come out there. It sort of tells me as well. There's a bit of a following out there for world records that um, probably whilst I know we don't have one on every week because mm. they are not the easiest things to find, but there's definitely a bit of an appetite out there, there for is. it. So, um, yeah, we do appreciate it. We do. And we're pretty pumped to be aligned with, with Akana doing uh, in live, having a crack at a world record. So we're going to be on the coattails of that somehow and yeah, we're, we're mate we've attached we'll the bandwagon we're, yeah, yeah. we're massive supporters of it so because <laughs> um you know this is actually you know they're all legitimate world records but Akana's just feels like it's an actual genuine legitimate world record yeah. so um no we're pretty excited about that for sure mate we're nearly done oh there was a couple of um <laughs> how long were you going are we we I We've got know. time. I've lost a few off the back of that uh, world record chat. There, there is people still hanging on. There was a couple of tweets on a more of a um, more of a serious. Well, you would think sometimes you'd look at these tweets and you think, is this is this an actually serious? Is this a troll account or what are they called? Parody account? Yeah, yeah. Well, and we, um, we enjoy a parody account. Mm, but unfortunately, this isn't. No, what we stumbled across, and no. um, this made you a bit angry, didn't it? Yeah, I wasn't happy, and it's been going around the running community. Uh, a lot of a few people have covered this, and this is a guy that is known as J at JMRPDX or Johnson J Marcus. So we're probably giving a bit of air airplay that people are now going to go on potentially following because. Um, if you are following him, it's more for a bit of a laugh, really. I would say, Chriso, from some of the some of the stuff that's going out there. That, yeah, well, one that probably got me uh, a little bit on edge, Chriso, and got mm. screenshots firing was the one that went out in October twenty, and it was talking about runners, and it said if you drink 
uh, runners, if you drink alcohol more than two times per month, you're basically telling your body coach teammates, you really don't care about becoming a better runner. A healthy liver is better able to convert lactate into glycogen than a comprised, compromised, compromised liver. Going dry equals running faster. Now, I believe there was some table flipping action shortly <laughs> after this week was read. Mate, I nearly spat out my beer as I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just oh. couldn't believe that this was going out there and it was it was basically go to the put the microwave popcorn in, mate, and, and sit back and have a look at some of the some of the heavy hitters just coming in and uh, <laughs> destroying this uh, tweet with some replies like Cara Goucher. <laughs> pretty much came in off the long run and just said, look, if my coach and teammates don't think I care about becoming a better runner because three times a month I like to relax relax with some wine, I'm finding a new coach, not because I'm not willing to give up the wine, but because that kind of attempted control over my life is a massive red flag. <laughs> and uh, it was just, you know, 2,000 <laughs> likes and a lot of retweets and it was like that, that to me was just like, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, Cara. There's some um, interesting <laughs> replies. <laughs> yeah, oh, the got... replies are still going. It's it's yeah. out of control what this one got. <laughs> There's one there from Sam Appleton. I've set myself back three years just in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon when this came out, Dave McNeil, Australian Olympian, um, 130, I think he's a 13095 k guy. Loves a bit of a craft beer now and again, uh, obviously within, you know, drinking wise and within reason. He was at the pub that Friday and he actually has a Northside Run Club, uh, like a run crew that starts out at one of the breweries. And you know, it's, a, it's a casual social um, with the whole goal of the community to get together, go out for a run along the trails out there and then come back and have a drink, alcohol or non-alcohol of your choice. And, I think he'd done the run, seen the tweet. And there was a few few pint glasses around. He obviously hadn't had all of them, but um, took a photo and, and dropped in that tweet. And <laughs> it was quite poignant that, you know, this is an Olympians basically just going, you, you can't be serious with this stuff. Like, it's no. too extreme. And it's, think... that seems to be the flavour of his tweets from what you've unearthed as well, Chris. So. Yeah, yeah. Um... Episode 115 might be the last time I appear on this podcast because <laughs> I may be um, in a lot of trouble about what's to spill out of my mouth in the next few minutes, but I'll, I think I can compose myself long <laughs> enough that Jonathan's a bit of a serial attention getter, in my opinion. Mm. Um, he tweets a lot and there is some good content in there. There's some very mm. sensible things that he says. So yeah. I want to present a balanced argument. But we're not going to spend any time reading sensible tweets because there's no entertainment value in that. And if you are interested <laughs> in any sensible stuff, that's okay. You can go and follow him on Twitter and read that. That's okay. But he has upset me. And I've just tried to scroll past and I haven't, I haven't commented and I haven't blocked him. <laughs> I just like to see it pop up every now and then. And yeah, but there's been several times that have, I've just really got upset. And I've flipped the table. <laughs> I may have screenshotted some of these to you um, over the past little while, but from September 24, and yes, the date is relevant because I do want to show you that these are regular, but mm. September 24th, runners. Well, I hate how he starts at those runners. Like yeah, runners. yeah. 
Who else are you? Uh, everyone's got to um, stand to attention and listen to this. Yeah, and look, this guy's a run coach. Like he coaches mm. athletes. He's got thirteen and a half thousand um, followers on Twitter. He he appears mm. on a pod- podcast um, with He's Steve incredible. Magnus. Yeah, the incredible cool. Steve Magnus. One of the you know is very well respected mm. um, personality and, and maybe he doesn't follow him on Twitter. I, don't, I hope not. Well, <laughs> actually, is uh, I'll try it. So. Okay, I digress for a second. Um, Kyle Merbert did a tweet yeah. um, saying that if you eat more than two pieces of chocolate over Halloween, you're not I, taking the running seriously, which was so a good. direct shot yeah, at Jonathan yeah. Marcus. And Steve <laughs> Magnus liked the tweet, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> oh, that's gold. Yeah, yeah so that is good. That was good. But um, back to September 24th, and Jonathan dropped this absolute pearl of wisdom. Um, so runners... Uh, before you try to run more miles, first learn proper breathing mechanics. Hint: oh. um, If you have to breathe through your mouth, then you're doing it all wrong. Like, mate, oh. I'm just worried about breathing. If I stop breathing, <laughs> I'll die. Right? <laughs> if it comes out of my nose and my mouth, it makes no difference. And I'll stand on this hill and yeah, I'll defend yeah. it. I have, I'm a mouth breather and uh, I'm going okay. Yeah. I'll guarantee you there's so many people out there. I'm oh, a mouth breather, yeah. Yeah, like we're not peasants. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to breathe yeah. out of your mouth when you run. You know, otherwise, you know, how could you run with someone else and have some sort of con- like, sorry, I can't, we can't talk today. I have to breathe yeah. through my nose. Like, come on. I like, just, uh, so that can you just rock up to a run with Anna tomorrow and just say, I'm, today I'm going to breathe through my nose? So. Uh, just get, well, it's funny we've had this conversation and we do have a bit of a laugh. The fact that we're both mouth breathers, breathers yeah. so we obviously have no idea how to run. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so that was that was September twenty fourth, uh, May May fourth. It happened again. So um, <laughs> runners, it's it's the same thing. Runners yeah. dash. Your recovery runs do not count as training mileage. Those who think supplementary jogging mileage counts as training mileage have misunderstood the concepts of training and active recovery. Well, Jonathan, I don't know about your mileage, Zaka, but um, based off the one session that I (laughs) did, yeah, everyone's um, last week I ran seven kilometers. The old um the old skyscrapers are just down to the to the, mate, to the one bedroom houses, mate. Yeah. <laughs> mate. I mean I'm basically living in a one bedroom unit <laughs> where um I have milk crates for furniture yeah, in yeah. my house with Little my seven kilometer weeks. Basically a tent. Yeah, well the week before my seven K week, um I did a three K week. So I've I've doubled my mileage. I've blown the ten yeah. percent rule. Um, better not have a couple of drinks, it'll be it'd be nice. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up actually um because february 25 jonathan was just doubling down on may 4th because february 25 he went a little bit harder so runners warm up cool down easy shuffle running between fast reps or recovery jogs don't create count as training volume either it's non-stimulating stressful therapeutic or restorative activity delete and he was really strong here delete these miles from your weekly total to get your true training volume yeah okay that's mm. um <laughs> that's really flattened everyone who's went out for um any any sort of those <laughs> any nah, warm up cool down it's nothing 
basically done nothing all week. Nah, why bother? Don't even yeah. go out. <laughs> There's no point. Wasn't you know? Wasn't um, stimulating. Wasn't stressful. Just uh, doesn't count. No, so. and we've got a we've got a couple more that I want to touch on. So um, he gives he gets he I don't know he just hates slow running. Mm. So slow running, which he classifies shallow hip joint action and low reflex component, has little to no transfer to race specific running. Uh, meaning beyond therapeutic restorative means, slow running has little training benefit to runners. Mm. Mm, okay. Discuss. No, no, we won't <laughs> discuss because um, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. Uh, and probably um, some things to, to so some take-homes here. So he's, been, he's really summarised things quite well um, and I love that he's put a typo in here I suspect it's a typo um, like just when people are getting on their high horse and they throw a typo in there yeah just, maybe had <laughs> a couple of drinks at that time <laughs> well it's titled deadly daily habits and for those that want to go searching for this it was on the 20th of October of 2021 <laughs> so nearly a year to the day where this um, infinite pearl of wisdom dropped um, yeah. from Jonathan and those that are wondering Jonathan's not some old guy who's you know 60 or 70 and up, up there with back in my day he's mm. 39 he's, he's the same age as me yeah yeah yeah, yeah I... he is so um, he's either ahead of the curve or um, yeah there is no curve <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on but yeah um, deadly daily habits here we go. Stand by. So drinking alcohol, any amount. Any amount. Okay. Any. Oh, cross that off. Cross that off. So yep. we've we've sort of trouble. <laughs> two, two a month. No, 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 no. Any amount. Any. It's a dead heat habit. Okay. Um, sleeping less than six hours a night. Deadly mm. habit. Sitting for three hours plus per day. So oh. those of you that have office jobs, you got to quit that shit. Yeah. Sorry. Dead. Straight yeah. out, yeah. no more working in office. Mm. It's um, stand up at a Get have stand a stand up, up desk, desk or yep. it's um, lay down because yeah. sitting <laughs> three hours a day, deadly habit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I love I love this next one. Drinking soda, and that's oh. S O A D. Um, I'm pretty sure he means soda. That'll be soda, yeah. But um, he's a repeatable user of the word soda. Oh. And every time I see it, it just makes me think of a, of a toad. And that's pretty much how I view this guy. It's just some big, green, horrible, slimy toad. But um, drinking soda is in the same bracket as drinking alcohol. If you let soda touch your lips any amount, that's a deadly habit. Wow. Don't do it. Kids, Jeez. stay away from soda. Back to hell. <laughs> we also have. Yeah, no flat coke for him at the uh, no, 35k. No, just absolutely not. Oh, how, no, that's it. Just dicing um, with your life there. Oh well, that's it. I mean, because um, he did. He actually went on the full Halloween bandwagon as well. And was very dismissive of chocolate. And I've been like, hang on, <laughs> let's not bring up what gels are consisting of. Um, you know, and that's another story. We won't go into that one. But not eating one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, that's that's interesting. That's a lot of protein. And I'm thinking, like, do just doing a bit of a conversion. I'm about 150 pounds, and 150 grams of protein. That's a big day on the oh, protein. Geez, you're on the um, few cliff bars in there. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of cliff bars being consumed, my friend. 
Um, not eating five servings of veggies a day. Mm. Um, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, we could, we could, man, that's I'm probably happy to, I'm about to plausible. Yeah. Five, five, you know, I know it's part of the hard recommended daily intake, but you know, mm. five, five, five's a good day on the veggie yeah. front. Um, not brushing or flossing your teeth. Uh, I'm a regular toothbrusher, and I think that's yeah. a um, you know it's a good okay. thing to do. But flossing, um, sadly, I don't do, so I will probably be dead soon. Right. Shout um, out to your dentist, mate. Yeah, and no, I see him once a year, and there's <laughs> that's literally all I can afford to go to. Yeah, uh, he's a very wealthy yeah. man, I assume. <laughs> um, smoking, any amount. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll that's... go with that. I'll I'll tick that off. That's yeah. fine. I can I can relate, but. Um, we're classifying smoking, drinking alcohol, and drinking soda as the same thing. Um, <laughs> like I, I'm not seeing any warning labels yeah. on my, on my yeah, yeah. that I've made. I mean, look, there is grounds to produce soda or Coke or, you know, all the definitely. Mm. But yeah, there is no warning labels as yet. No, like I'm pretty sure if you're under the age of 18, you can walk into a milk bar and buy. A 600 mil code yeah i think you can get away with it probably just <laughs> we're not quite at the showing ID stage <laughs> just yet and the last one he's got there which um maybe our friend james at physio life might like this one yeah not strength, not strength training maybe he's had a word to james about that one yeah so pretty much not strength training and drinking alcohol same thing mm. yeah he's um <laughs> yeah i i think It'd be very interesting to find anyone who ticks all those boxes. I don't know that there would be. <laughs> um, like I'm thinking of the amount of things that I would have to change in my life. I mean, alcohol is not a problem. So I don't yep. drink. Yep. Sleeping less than six hours a night. Oh, I do start some runs pretty early. So yeah. um, I'm going to have to start going to bed at eight o'clock some nights. Um, sitting for three hours a day, I'm going to have to quit my job. Yeah, Drinking soda. I don't drink a lot of soft drink, but I do drink it. <sighs> Yeah, gram of protein per pound of body weight. Yeah, you're in trouble there, mate. At nineteen dollars steak at the supermarket <laughs> at the moment, I yeah. cannot afford to be eating. Uh, it's a lot of protein. Day. Yeah, then Cliff bars. I just unless I want to put on a lot of body weight, I just can't get it from the Cliffies. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. Um, five servings of veggies. I think. Look, I'll. I reckon maybe three or four I get to, but that's another yeah. thing that's killing me. Um, not flossing my teeth, dead, um, smoke. I don't smoke, so <laughs> no, that's you're good. fine. Yeah. And I do do my strength training. So based on that, I'm 39. I've probably got till I'm about 45 and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know what, we're on the, we're on the fence here. I know Soph told us don't give him the airtime. We've given him a good 10, 15 minutes, but um. Mm. You know what was funny though? Like he's retweets, mm. he does retweet some things that do make sense. And he, he retweeted one um, from Brad Stolberg, who's a guy mm -hmm. I follow. He's done some pretty uh, couple of books. Um, he's a fellow at University of Michigan. He's um, got like the practice of groundedness. I don't know if you've read mm -hmm. that or you've seen that book, New York Times. So, so he retweeted one of his, and his one is um, talking about seven habits that. Um, account for nearly everything we can control. And he, he's retweeted out, it says limit and cut, cut alcohol, sleep, avoid 
highly processed, move your body, build community, no tobacco, and stay intellectually engaged. So he's actually done a, a really legitimate, um, you know, a fair analysis of, you know, how you can, how these are habits, you know, they're like, if you don't do them, you're not going to die. So he's actually done it in a hell of a lot better way. And he's gone and retweeted it. And it's like, mate, just, you know, you should leave it to the guys, leave it to the professionals like these guys to actually put this kind of content out. Um, yeah, scary stuff. No, and Brad had a much more sensible approach to it. Um, although there is another retweet that he's done this. I remember Jonathan's gone on the record as saying no alcohol or no more than two a month. And and he's shared Brad's considered yeah, message was... of limit or cut alcohol. I, and Brad's on the record. He enjoys an occasional drink. Mm. Uh, but his advice was that if you want to feel and do your best, shoot for less than three drinks a week and don't have them all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's fine. We're happy with that. And Jonathan's comment was, many don't want to hear this truth, but facts are facts. He's such a flog because he's just, <laughs> he he's come off and he's trying to pretend that they're both on the same page and they've given out completely separate advice. Mate. And he's jumped on and said, oh, yeah, Brad said it's all right. He, you know, these people don't need to know that, you know, they need to hear the truth. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. And he got he got owned in the comments here because people you know, oh. People said, mate, that's that's not what you said. You no, know, you, that's not. <laughs> not only are you not on the same page, you're not even reading the same book. But they're not even in that. Yeah, it's just, oh, mate, not the same postcode, these guys. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but we won't. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get off his Twitter account because we'll be here all night, mate, if we just start talking some of the nonsense that goes on in there. So I reckon uh, <laughs> we should leave on a positive note, Chris. So should we talk about we Wellness should. Run? Because we've had, um, we had a few more people join the team. You can still jump on uh, www.wellnessrun.com.au. We've got the paces. Oh, we put the we put the call out to paces, and mm -hmm. we got them all signed in. I reckon it was about forty eight hours. They were all locked. So there's paces in the half and the in the ten k. Outstanding response there to that. Um, and I believe almost exclusively all runs PB athletes and coaches. Yeah, it's um it's going to be cool having some coaches and and and. Um, athletes jumping up and uh yeah taking those spots so pump for that also yeah jordan and jordan from ot events the race director he's going to jump on i think it's next uh two weeks time mm -hmm. so we're going to get uh him and serene from beyond blue they're going to give us a bit more of a rundown on the event what's going to happen on the day and yeah it'll be pretty cool to hear from behind the scenes of you know what's going into a massive event that we obviously loved last year and i think mm. there's going to be bigger and better this year no by all reports it absolutely is numbers are going to be up which means more atmosphere more runs of pb people there which is going to be good yeah we're going to if, have that catch up so that'll be fun that's going to it's going to be great fun if there was going to be a runs pb athlete who's sitting on the fence i'm going to hiring they could use code run to PB, I believe, Zach, and get 10% off 10 whether they go off. in the 10K or the half marathon. Correct. Yeah. You can jump on, uh, search the team, join the team, run to PB, and yeah, you get a 10% off 
So that is always always welcomed, and I know we just you know we're we're keen to have as many people there as possible. Whether you're an athlete or you know a run to BB athlete or not, you can still use that code and and jump on and, and join the team for the day and and meet some new faces. Yep, no, it should be good. Not long to go now, just well, just over a month. So where are yeah, we? Sunday, the fourth of December. Yeah, it's a good time of the year for an event. I think just that couple mm. of weeks out before Christmas, three weeks out. So you. Everyone's starting to get in a festive mood. Uh, bring it on, mate. Can't wait. Mm. All right, Chris. So it's been a good one. We've, um, we've probably lost so halfway through the episode, but apart from that, I think uh, we've covered off some of the big issues in in world records and, and crazy tweets. Uh, we certainly have. Um, <laughs> hopefully given some people some things to laugh about. <laughs> and um, if you are after some additional laughs, um, you can go and read the replies to some of Jonathan's tweets. There's um, some very sharp responses there from some high-profile people, which I'm sure you'll get a giggle out of. For sure, mate. And uh, we'll be back next week. We uh, potentially have Soph. We may have another guest. I know um, I was actually chatting to Jimmy Hanson. He's got a couple of races coming up. Uh, he did signal to me, yeah, potentially a, a cheeky half marathon in the works. At, um, Ooh. And, and exclusive, he is eyeing off a, a crack at the world record over the park run. Oh, look out. Do we yeah. know when that might be happening? Or he still hasn't confirmed. confirmed. He's just working out his program. over. It'll, it'll be within the next month. So he wants to use it to sort of really just get after it. And then yep. as before he gets on the track. At so, Launceston? Yeah, he did mention Launceston. I said, you've got to get over here, some faster courses. But uh, he wants to do it at Lonnie. Wants to yep. stay with his um with his roots there and and, and do it on home soil. But um, so we'll keep you posted on that. And where he's going to come on and have a bit of a chat after that, and we're going to have a bit of an update as he gets up for um for the track season. We're always always a good chat when when Jimmy comes on. No, it's it. always plenty of value from Jimmy, and but he's up to some exciting things. So mate, that might be our second world record holder. Yeah, geez, that would be. I don't. You don't get a Guinness Book of Record though, do you? For not for run. park run i don't think <laughs> yeah but it still it still counts yeah i, I think if he, if he maybe just needs to do something like do it in a costume as well and then he can mm. get double maybe him and josh could go as a two-person fruit basket <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have to ask josh twice to, to dress up <laughs> in the past but yeah mate we'll uh we'll call it a day and it was uh yeah, good to chat and uh we'll be back next week for more running Ah, thanks, mate. Chat soon. See you, mate. See ya.